not really live, but coming to you in your ear at least. Okay, we can't use coming in your ear. <laughs> Mohammed, not following him. Sorry, sorry, buddy. I just, I'm sorry. I just, we just can't take the chance. I on just. You. God yeah. damn! Why? What's the problem? I don't have any alcohol. <laughs> you gotta fucking make this shit happen. Pull yourself together, motherfucker. Baby Rufy? <laughs> Nobody wants a baby Rufy. <laughs> yeah, if we're gonna go Rufy, you're gonna go. I want the adult one. Ah. Rufy. <laughs> Not. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, dog. <clears throat> yeah, yep. <clears throat> we don't want though. How they fuck this baby Ruth up so bad? Hmm? Like, how did it miss chocolate? Mm. That was a Friday afternoon thing. It's got an open wound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a Friday afternoon. Like, shut her down. All right, <laughs> right after this last run, no problem. All right, Fred, let's do it. Who's getting beer later? Carl, you're on it. All right. Cool. Let me shut her down. That was that one. <laughs> Thank you for Where that one. Well, you just ate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet these eating sounds sound amazing. Oh, no. What? Larry made reference to that, stating that um, it made him super hungry. What? And super thirsty when he would listen to us really? eating and drinking. We on don't the podcast. eat very often, do we? Mm-mm. You eat cookies sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> cookie? You know why? I fucking love cookie. <laughs> um. Oh man, I love baby Ruth. Mm. Um. But yeah, drinking. I mean, we're <laughs> we always got a beer, so mm-hmm. most of the time. Except right now, right now we have Diet Coke. Oh man. You were just, I'm in heaven. Yeah, so he's like, mm. he's like, dude, you guys make me want to have food, drink stuff. Huh? Have food and that. drink stuff, dude. Yeah, you know, <laughs> mazel tov. I know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so there's that. There's that. <laughs> we're in the dead of winter. It's cold. We still want to go fishing. We do. So <laughs> we decided it's time to talk about winter bassing. Winter bashing. This is the first. We're like, I don't know. A lot. Yeah, we're pretty deep into the podcast thing so far for this year. And we have yet to discuss like our, more like like our passion. Yeah, well. Damn near. You know? Well, not damn near. Like. No the thing that makes about it. makes us happy. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, and it's all about bass fishing. That's right. So, we've been, like, trying to figure out a way to do it. Yeah, we're probably still going to fuck what this to one talk up. about. <laughs> but, you know. We'll provide pictures. We will? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll get the kids' pictures. And, uh... Slamming. You know, like what we got going on. Uh-huh. What you got over there, bud? What are you doing? Hmm? What you well, doing? I'm fucking messing with stuff. 
So, anyway, we decided like we would just do a winter bass fishing deal. Oh. How to catch them. How to catch them in the dead of winter. Yeah. Do you want these top four pictures? You know, I'll just hold on to them. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Sorry. Sorry for that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, we're going to go over equipment, what, we were, what we're going to use, what we're going to use, why, why we use, use it. it, the baits, different baits, and then kind of like techniques, I guess. Yeah, winter bass fishing is hard. It is not easy. Yeah, and there's two like super... There, there's two philosophies that are super far apart from each other. Like, you have the camp that's like... <laughs> <clears throat> Basically, you want to throw your bait out there and just go to sleep. Yeah, I just can't do that. And, like, barely touch it, bounce it once, and just let it sit. I mean, they actually have, like, a technique where you put your rod tip in the water. Yeah. So that you don't move your rod tip. Just dead sticking. Right. So, there's that camp. Yeah. And then there's and the, that camp can eat my ass. <laughs> and then there's the power fishing camp. Yeah. Where you are ripping crankbaits as fucking fast as you can through. See, the, and so that technique is pretty specific yeah. for what you find when right. you're out there. So we'll kind of go over. You can slow roll crankbaits too. You can slow roll crankbaits, absolutely. And we'll give you some tips on how to get them deeper. <laughs> oh, are we going to do that? Like it's this kind of podcast. All the way. And uh, give you some tips on how to get more sensitivity if you don't have the money to step up to a super expensive mm. rod, rod like a sensitive rod. We're going to show them some, how to more sensitivity and go deeper. Yeah. I like it. And this also works in possibly marrying that hot chick that you want to marry. Tips on how to get more sensitive and go deeper. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. I was like, what are you talking no, about? No, man. You're already married. I know. You already have a fucking why kid. why I was confused. Yeah. You're good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sonia. If you want to be more sensitive and go deeper. Yeah. So we got some tips there. I'm but pulling this off. Mostly it's like, okay. <laughs> So, Sorry. in any case, we'll kind of give you some scenarios. Kind of like what we like to do. Rods, reels, setups. Line. I'll give you some... Butts, the baits. We'll, we'll give you some uh, some prices. Like, basic idea on cost. Yeah, that could really fluctuate. Let's well, catch on a sale and shit. Yeah. It's hard because, like... Expensive equipment, like if you guys are in the, if if you guys have the ability <clears throat> to buy expensive rod, like to step up to more sensitive rods or more expensive reels, that shit does not really go on sale. No, the expensive it really stuff? doesn't no, go on no, sale. No, no, no. So yeah, there. I know what you mean. You know, but if you if you dip past that hundred dollar mark, you're gonna start getting into some more sensitive stuff. There's some. There's definitely some rods and reels out there that are that are worth uh, paying attention to. Yeah, in that hundred dollar range, like that one to one fifty range. Yes. Um, 
few in particular I can think of off the top mm-hmm. of my head. So we're going to go over that, too. I'm going to let you take the helm on this one because you have an entire page of notes. Yeah. And I have a title. Well, I'll ask. So we're going to start with equipment. Yeah, you just run this thing. We're going to start with equipment. Equipment. Actually, let's start with what do you consider winter bass fishing? Like, at what point are you are you thinking these fish are, are swinging into slow-mo? Slow? You know. Slow? Mr. Slow-mo. Okay. Um. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, what do you consider, like, a fall uh, versus fall transition versus going into wintertime? I think that now? when the water gets down out of the 60s, yeah. I'm, like, pretty convinced I should probably stop, um, like, topwater fishing. <laughs> <laughs> like, in, So we're in California, so, like, there's, like, two or three months out of the year where we're not frog fishing yeah yeah <laughs> but in california we're blessed because this state's dope we skip all the shitty fucking yeah you know, all this all the shitty seasons so for the most part there's only like two or three months that we're not frog fishing it's or true. that we're not that we don't have a frog on the deck of the boat mm-hmm. we'll just say that <clears throat> yeah um because when you when you top water fish power fish like we love to do like if you don't have a frog tied on, <laughs> you are not a topwater fisherman. It's just a, there is a frog rod on the deck at least one. Oh yeah, one. ten months out of the year oh, yeah. on our boat. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but so, like, so you say under fifty or under sixty? Under sixty. So I I kind of break it up into two groups. So yeah. you've got that sixty to like, like forty range, and yeah. then anything under forty is like. I'm not fishing. Yeah, well. Yeah, and that's the other thing we're going to go talk about. Like, we're going to talk about some fucking real uncomfortable shit. Like, in terms of... Because people don't talk about fucking winter fishing. No. In terms of, like, like this is what you do. This is what is how you catch them. But they're not talking about how fucking cold it is in the morning. How shitty it is. Yeah, how fucking shitty it is. Like, you're, you're fucking layering up, dude. Or you're getting fucking frostbite. I feel like we don't... Like, our water temperature doesn't get into the 30s down here. Yeah, I mean, there's 40s for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that thing comes out of the 60s and is like dipping into the mid 50s. I'm starting to slow down. Yeah. You're starting to crank like, yeah. you know, you're like <laughs> yeah. real fucking slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real slow. Like real slow. <laughs> really slow? Yeah. Like if you're not running a swim bait like dragging a swim bait yeah just you give folks you'll see you gotta (laughs) you gotta see that (laughs) yeah you gotta know your equipment though Mm -hmm. gotta develop the feel for how fast that thing's bumping against things under the water right it's important so anyways yeah so like i said into the 50s so you're thinking yeah like so there you go so we'll 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 stay there because that's other places around the world around the country the 50s is pawing and popping right could be not Definitely. here not here yeah not here so they don't well, like that shit <laughs> no definitely not so we can start with now that we got that so now we're start let's go with like equipment like your rod reel for let's say so techniques would be like and we'll go through these later but like 
The basic techniques would be like um, like drop popular, shot, like popular stuff, cold like water fishing. Yeah. So you got, I mean, out here West Coast, it's all about the drop shot. Hell yeah, it is. All about the drop shot, drop shot, and Ned rig. Those are your two like main yeah. finesse slow roll. Yeah. If you're throwing a Ned rig in the wintertime too, like you better fucking sit down and fucking kick back. That take about eighteen minutes yeah. for that thing to get to the bottom. This is beer drinking time. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is as close to catfishing as we get. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's so true. so you got your drop shot Ned rig, which I'm I'm not gonna I'll put it kind of in the same technique, just spinning reel, so we'll just kinda like Okay, yeah. We'll we'll do that. And then you've got uh swim bait. Big swim baits. Big swim baits. Yeah. Uh and then you've got spoons. Mm. Oh you know, spoons. Where you're just yo yoing. Yeah. Just just ripping, ripping it. Up. And let it fucking flutter down. Yeah. Lighter spoons too. Yeah. And then you've got <clears throat> you got like a lipless crank. Mm-hmm. Which you're bumping off of every fucking thing you can think of. Yeah. And also you're using kind of that yo yo technique. The yo yo technique. Rip it. Like it. a spoon. Kind of like flutter. a spoon. Yeah. There are some lipless crankbaits that are much better than others when it comes to the yo-yoing department. Some of them will just lay over on their side, not yo-yo. What are you um, thinking? Um, the red eye shad. There you go. Uh, really good. <clears throat> the river to sea one's pretty good too. Yeah. I forget what that one's called. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, that one's good. I was thinking like the uh, the LV five hundred, Lucky yeah. Craft, six cents. What is it, the quake? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, rattle trap. You got your fucking cut. Rattle traps will go to their side. Rattle traps will fall. Yeah, they'll like the actual brand rattle trap. Mm-hmm. Those there and there's some that you're just gonna have to do some research. Like some of them, like Cody was saying, like you just gotta you just gotta rip them. Like yeah. you're just running those, you know, crank, 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 kill it, crank, 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 kill it, hit shit, kill it. Whatever. Like, yeah. You're not letting it sit, letting it fall, you know. Let you're not letting it sit on yeah, there's just the something bottom. you can't yo yo. Right. So yeah. and then you got like uh your jerk baits, which is a common pretty common cold weather bait. Super common. Super common cold weather bait. Uh we can get into that a little bit later in terms of like the technique that mm. we use yeah. and what time what type of line, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And what time of rod? What time of rod? That's fucking very, like yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be on it with the rod. Yep. Um, the newer one to me, the the technique that I'm real curious about is is this new thing. These new crankbaits coming out. Mm-hmm. These new cold water deep cranks that people are bringing out. You got the, like the newest ones that river to sea. Yeah. Tactical Bassin, uh, River to Sea, DD Crank. It's small. Yeah. Like it's a smaller bait. It'll run 7 to 15, maybe somewhere in there. Actually, it runs 0 to 18, is what they say. Mm. Based on how you're cranking. Right. Yeah. 
but it has a different profile. Like it has a and it has a different sound. They talk. They're starting to talk about sound in the wintertime mm-hmm. as being like a running a crankbait that has a a different pattern. Like right, right. That's just and these motherfuckers. These dudes are fucking killing them. Well, they're killing them big. They're talking. I mean, you're talking a crankbait that's it's a seventy five. Yeah. Right. 70, 75 millimeter body. Pretty small for a crank. Pretty average for a crankbait actually. Yeah. Regular size crank. But not for a deep. Diving crank. Yeah, most deep ground crankbaits are massive. Yeah, you're talking about like X, like the 10 XDs, yeah. the DD 22s, and the Normans, like these big ass fucking crankbaits, yeah. right? So like those 75s are pretty small, and they're catching fucking teeners, 12s, 13s on these fucking mm-hmm. things. Well, they have to eat too, so right. You know, something is triggering these big fish with this different like audio, mm-hmm. whatever, and that's what they're talking about. So I'm real kind of curious to start running those crankbaits to see yeah i like deep cranking it's a yeah. it's a slow tedious process but you caught a big ass fuck we caught a you caught a really nice on a on a pretty deep crank on a deep crank yeah i think that was a uh had to be an 8xd i was gonna say i think <laughs> Something it was close. an 8xd uh, that's big fucking crankbait i was we were just throwing it into 40 feet of water and cranking it up a, a nice steady drop mm-hmm onto a grass flat because they were sitting off that drop right right at about probably 15 feet mm-hmm. yeah you're just like bouncing it off those fucking yeah. rocks coming up the diving it right into that uh where it sloped down mm-hmm. which is a great way to because all those fish are going to be kind of like if you look like kind of suspended on that on that fucking gra- grade mm-hmm. on that gradient grade, waiting for bait to kind of come over that grade and and come down come out you know, of the or come out. grass flat on top yeah so what you gotta understand about winter fish especially is every bass is looking for the easiest meal absolutely they don't want to move very far no they will move for a really big meal right that's when you get into your that's swim when you baits. get into those swim baits yeah. glide baits yeah big glide baits big swim baits we're talking like Huddleston. Yeah, we're talking big shit. The special, here. like the 68 specials or the yeah. 10 inch. Yeah, I mean, those are like $80 baits. Yeah. Can be, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you got to gotta suck it up. Yeah. You, know, get, mean, <laughs> you, you got to have, have the balls to tie that thing on a rod and huck it as hard as you can. Yeah, let me tell you something. You're going to cry when you fucking tie that son of a bitch off and you throw it out. And that fucking braid ties snaps. itself, ties itself up and snaps. That's why my, that's why you run an eighty pound braid on this stuff so it yeah. doesn't snap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I love my life flying through the air. Yeah, <laughs> with an eighty pound swim bait. Yeah, yeah, fucking eighty dollar swim, swim bait. bait yeah, yeah. these swim baits aren't cheap, man. Huddleston's probably like I would say the leader of the. Yeah. As far as like a top hook swim bait. And they're not that, soft body. They're not as expensive as some of the other ones. The glide baits is where you start getting expensive. Yeah, the hard body glide baits, yeah. yeah. Near split bodies or whatever. Sure. Yeah. River to Sea, good company. They're they're a really popular glide bait. Yeah. Um but I was thinking like that Huddleston sixty eight, which is a six inch swim bait with a eight inch it's like the eight inch guts and a six inch swim bait, I think is what they are. And then you've Something got the like eight. So the 68 is like a $25 swim bait, 
Yeah. The 10 inch is an $80 swim bait. So there's a big fucking difference yeah. between these yeah, two. So. Triple the amount of fucking rubber. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you got to have some gumption to like. <laughs> yeah. <Do> but it. <laughs> it pays off, man. I mean, yeah. if you can if you can run that thing right. Th- see, and, and those baits, like the good ones, like the Huddleston's, River Seas, stuff like that. These baits, when they sit on the... F- on the on the ground when they sit in the water yes they don't fall over yes right they're not like flopping they're perfectly balanced suspended. and suspending like an actual fish fish don't sleep on their sides <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's important to understand like you know absolutely so let's go with rod rod and reel combo for for what why don't we break down the the um like the, uh, uh, I want to say style. <laughs> That's a weird Technique? word. Techniques. Let's break down techniques. Okay. And then we'll break those into rods and everything. Okay. Well, let's start with drop shot because okay. it's popular on the West Coast. Hell yeah. And it's gaining, it's popular everywhere. Bass fishing now, everybody's drop shotting. Everybody. Dude, like, if I get to a lake and I haven't caught a fish on my first five casts with a crankbait, I'm going to drop shot. I'm like, oh, they're not biting today. I got to go to drop shot. <laughs> Now, when we first started fishing together, this fucker would not drop shot any fucking thing. Refused to drop shot. Yeah. So that's changed quite a quite a bit over the yeah. years. But Just yeah, hundreds of fish caught on a drop shot. It's a good time. hunting bait. Yeah, I don't think people like people won't use it as a search bait, but no. I do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll our go-to search bait. I'll fucking that bitch out there and drag it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Listen, if you want to find if you want to find fish, that's a great way to find them because you, you're probably not gonna you're not gonna find huge fish, but you're Hang gonna on. find but, but you're gonna find fish. Yeah. Once you find fish, then you can change your baits and you can start throwing other stuff yeah. to find the bigger fish in the same area because big fish hang out with small fish, especially in the wintertime. My idea with like the drop shot is like fish are always going to eat a drop shot regardless of water temperature, regardless of time of year. Fish are not always going to eat a square bill. Right. Yeah, they're not always going to go for a reaction so like, bite. Yeah. Right. So like a lot of people go searching with a square bill or a spinner bait, yeah. which is fine in the fall when you know that active fish are going to go for it regardless. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Sure. But I know they're always going to go for a drop shot. It's an easy meal. Mm-hmm. It's a light presentation. Nice yeah, you delicate. can sit that motherfucker in front of that in front of that fish's nose for an hour if yeah. you want, or however long you want. Yeah, fall asleep whole fucking day doesn't matter. You can just sit it right there, and every now and then you go, bloop, yeah, bloop, and eventually that thing's going to suck it in. That's yeah. just the way they are. They have to. Yeah. Okay. So uh, equipment for drop shotting. You know, with rod first. Let's go with your rod. Um, yeah. Well, I would like when it comes to uh, finesse fishing, especially with a when you're pretty much when you're basically when you're on a spinner bait. Like I want to do this. Yeah, you can. You don't need to. When you when you get on a spinning rod, that's where you should spend your money. Like if you're gonna spend money on a rod, I mean Jesus guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you don't have like a bunch of money to spend. And you want to spend money or you want to get that good Christmas present, ask for a spinning rod. That's where you should spend it. 
that's where it counts. That's where the super sensitivity counts. Because, especially in the winter, you might have some big-ass bass come along and just, like, open his mouth like a little baby and, like... Yeah, and it goes... And just close real slow around your little wormy mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. And you'll never know. You'll feel that little... It's just like a... Tick. <laughs> yeah. And with a shitty rod or a cheaper rod, you'll never feel it. Yeah, you'll never feel it. So I use the St. Croix Legends Extreme. I <sighs> wish I could give you guys a... F- I think it's a 7.3. 7.3... That's probably a two power would be my guess. Uh, two or three. Medium light, I think. 7.3, medium light. So, yeah, um, probably two. Probably two. Um, and it's awesome. Uh, I wouldn't... I. <laughs> yeah, it's the best finesse pole I've ever fished with. Um, before that, I was on another St. Croix, one of their cheaper lines. And it did, it did fine. But um, I'm sure I missed a bunch of fish. I'm almost positive. Yeah. yeah it's... it's it is ridiculous the difference in you realize how many fish you miss when you go to a nice pole right a really nice pole right yeah, yeah. you're right and the, and the real I really don't give a shit yeah I just look for a really smooth spinning reel stick I want the, with like I want, a three opening th- the bale I want it to be smooth mm-hmm. I want I want it to the um the actual reel handle itself i want that to move smooth i don't want it to and i say smooth because you don't want it that to transfer to the line yeah you don't want the click clock yeah you just don't want all that all that shit yeah Yeah. you want a nice and lose all like even lose cheap spinning reels are all pretty good Mm -hmm. lose makes a great reel i mean i put those guys up there for sure with shimano and daiwa yeah so you're not gonna go wrong with lose yeah I, I think know I have the, oh man, the mocks, the white, I think the mock, oh man, I can't remember now what there are. Mock two, mock three. Yeah. Like those are all pretty good and they're not that expensive. 80, no. hundred bucks. Yeah. I was like going to say, I think the new one was like 130 or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. And like size, like spinning reels come in different sizes. Like they do like a thousand. Yeah, thousand to two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, up to five thousand. Generally, like yeah. just generally, five thousand being like your fucking salt water. Yeah, for tuna. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but sometimes they're like hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred. Yeah. So, but regardless, it's just remember it's the, the same. Ones, twos, yeah. Threes, fours, and fives. So generally, I I feel like now they're I'm like going fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Like yeah, they've got some stuff like that, but. As long as you know that first number, that's yeah. going to be your major size. So I'm real big on the 2500s. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm starting to transition into like the 3000. Mm. But so big. 25 and the 3 the 2500 and 3000 is not not a big difference anymore. Yeah. So anywhere between that 2 and 3000 is good. Um also all braid on your spinning reel to a fluorocarbon leader. With a yeah. uni to uni knot, whatever knot you can tie. Learn the uni to uni. It's the smallest one, I think, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm using, I think, 20-pound uh, Tatsu braid by Seagar. And, um, or the, uh, 
Power Pro, super yeah. slick. That one's really good too. You're never gonna go wrong with Power Pro. With yeah. the and with the I know fucking. a lot of people like, why would you use expensive braid for backing? Well, it's not really backing when you're just doing a leader. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I've been starting to use longer leaders, especially wintertime. Like, yeah, I'm I'm no problem. I'll go twenty. Feet. Well, oh yeah, dude. For me, like, I don't even really necessarily call it a leader. I'm running like yeah, it's all run backing. fucking thirty yards yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I can, yeah. like just because I know I'm gonna be fucking tying on so many to that thing that day, I don't have to mm-hmm. retie a leader. Mm-hmm. So, but it helps out in the winter time because in the winter, fish are staring at that bait yeah. for a really yeah. long, getting a real time. good look at it. Right. So until you can get that fish to trigger. You have to expect that that fish is sees everything. Yeah. So if you've got a floral leader that's not huge, large and in charge, then the more likely that fish is going to stick around and wait for that bait to do its thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and eight to eight pound fluorocarbon leader. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like. Yeah. And... I just upgraded my rod to the uh, Dobbins Champion XP, which mm-hmm. comes in around two forty nine. Uh huh. I think for the rod. I'm sorry. The Seaguard Tatsu is their fluorocarbon. I'm sorry. That was totally my bad. I use the uh, we use the Invisex. Invisex, yeah. Um, but the braid, um, go with the Power Pro. Or um, Seaguar makes Kansan. Kansan. That's, that's there the you one. go. There you go. Got those yeah. mixed up. Kansan and the um, Power Pro. Power, Power Pro has the regular, their regular stuff. They now they have slick. that super slick V2, the, the yeah. second version or whatever. And they've got the Quattro. Yeah. Whatever. So. Don't uh, don't skip out of your line too. Don't go to Walmart and buy a fucking Berkeley line. No. Yeah. You can't go wrong with Seaguar anything. Nope. If you guys don't, like, you don't really want to put a lot of, you know, focus into that, just buy Seaguar. Mm-hmm. Don't buy Red Label. Yeah, it's their Walmart special. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. But if you stick to Invisex uh, for your fluorocarbon and you stick to um, their Kansan or their, what's that other one they do? It's a little cheaper. Uh, it's the I can't remember. Yeah. Anyways, stick with Seaguar. I mean, Seaguar Power Pro is what yeah. is what I would suggest. They're both awesome. But yeah, Cody's right. I mean, if you want to stick with one brand, just be simple, Seaguar. Because fuck. Yeah. You're um, not gonna go wrong there. And then for actual bait on the end of a drop shot, I've done. I mean, we've done just so many. God damn, son. And you know what? I don't really think it matters a whole lot. I've, something worm shaped <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah or small shad yeah swim baits like kitech um easy shiner kitech easy shiners yeah, and like a and three inch would the be kitech easy. make a little drop shot uh yeah those yeah. are good yeah i'll fuck it like 90 percent of the time guys i'm throwing a fucking zoom uh um what are they, the swamp crawlers or whatever yeah or just the fucking zoom trick worm yeah I don't care. Robo worm. I mean, you can't <laughs> yeah. you can't go wrong with the robo worm. Yeah. 
it doesn't you get matter. that shit anywhere. I really, I just really don't care. Cinco's, I'm not a huge fan of doing Cinco's on um, drop shot, Mm-mm. unless I'm rigging the drop shot wacky. Mm-hmm. But because they just don't have a whole lot when you nose hook them, which is good, I guess, for the winter time. But I feel like they just they're so heavy they just fall. Yeah, they don't really, and they just go vertical. Because you want you want that drop shot you want it to be sitting sticking out, out of the which line, i think is like a good argument for the robo worm yeah robo worm um i was i was gonna say uh dream shot that kvd dream shot yes god damn those things that's are a nice. good that's good they've got some beautiful colors mm-hmm. and here's a pro tip tungsten weight if you can afford tungsten oh yeah it's just smaller it's smaller the and it's super ones. sensitive with the clips so you don't have to tie that thing every time. Yep. And if you're like me, you're going to lose $80 worth of drop shot weights and $30 worth of trocar drop shot hooks every time you go fishing. Because <laughs> I'm not scared to put that motherfucker wherever I want it. Right. So if you want to, if you don't have the money to spend on your rod, Dobbins. Yeah. I was going to talk about Dobbins for a second. We're not sponsored by any of these companies, by the way. So just so you know, this is shit that we've we've accumulated, tried, whatever you want to call it. Dobbins has a lineup that is really like unlike any other lineup. Yeah. For the most part, and Shimano's starting to do it too. They've got a bunch of series. All of them are going to that. Yes. So Dobbins starts with the Colt series, which mm. is like eighty dollars, right? The, yeah, the Fury is the step up from that. That's like a hundred bucks, right? One twenty nine. If you can make that step, do it. If you can go to the Fury, do it because there's more in that lineup. So, like when you go to the yeah. Fury, you've got like a dozen or more. You can do your whole lot, rod yeah, arsenal you, yeah, on yeah, Fury, yeah. dude. And I was I was gonna bring this up later, but we can do it now. Like you can go from super finesse all the way to a fucking swim bait eight foot swim bait rod in the fury lineup in the fury yeah and you're going to spend between 129 and 139 yeah and they're black and lime green they look sick they're badass yeah they're good rods i have one i think i might have two yeah i have a couple furies and now i'm switching over to the champion the champion xp series which is in the 250 range so it's Mm -hmm. about 100 bucks more uh, they just came out with an ecstasy yeah. series, which is like the, oh. they're going for the, uh, they're going for St. Croix. They're going okay. for, I was going to say like that St. Croix rod I told you about this, my finesse rod is $400. So <laughs> don't go buy that. Right. It's, and so what I was going to say was if you want to save some money on your rod, go with like that Dobbins mm-hmm. Fury 129, 129 bucks. Tungsten, or I'm sorry, yeah, tungsten is super sensitive, so you can use that for your drop shot. I don't think it's necessary. It's not necessary, but it gives you more sensitivity. The one thing that's going to give you a bunch of sensitivity is your line. Mm -hmm. So if you can do yourself a favor and go with braid, because braid is super fucking sensitive. Yeah. Pair that with your floral leader and and that shit... Yeah, you you're gonna spend 
say you spend twenty five dollars or thirty dollars on a on a uh, spool of of good fluorocarbon for your leader mm-hmm. that is going to last you forever Ever. yeah because i mean you're talking 150 to 300 yards yeah you're talking yeah 300 yards <clears throat> of the fucking eight pound right. it's gonna last you forever don't worry about that mm-hmm. but yeah when you're talking about like finesse fishing i think the ways that where you can skimp i think is your reel yep for sure i think that you can skimp on your weights I think that once you fish with tungsten, you're going to think twice, and it's not really like, it's not like they're hundreds of dollars. I mean, you're talking about a pack of 20 lead weights is six bucks, and a pack of five tungsten are six bucks. Right. Yeah. You're so, going to spend over a dollar a weight, yeah. or right around a buck a weight, somewhere in there. But you can skip on your weights, I think, and and your, your soft plastics. I mean, mm-hmm. they're cheap. I don't know if he's not skimping, like... I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it skimping. I mean, I, um, I'm just talking about like sections of that. You don't have to really worry about too much. Yeah. You're not, don't overthink it. You're not getting much for a $10 pack of plastics that you're not getting for a $5 pack of plastics. Like don't go out and buy, like don't think you have here. Don't think you have to go out and spend $10 on a nice plastic thing of Kai tech (laughs) drop shot baits. Right. Cause you can just go zoom Mm-hmm. and get the fucking trick worm right and you get like a hundred of them for four bucks <laughs> right right exactly uh pro tip with the zoom trick worm if you're gonna nose hook it for drop shot bite the tip of it off mm-hmm. get to the where the fat chunk is where you, before you put that hook in hook we didn't talk about hooks yeah i, I deal almost solely with trail car now but they're expensive they're expensive they <laughs> they are really expensive right. when you talk about hooks mm-hmm. um also where like super cheap people don't like them and i'm i say that with like niceness at heart mm-hmm. but they like super bummed out because they tear up plastics yeah like a couple fish that plastic's ruined mm-hmm. and they i say ruined but you can just bite it off and keep going down the damn mm-hmm. thing depending on how big it was with a trick worm yeah you can bite that thing four or five times yeah if you're talking about again you're talking about winter fishing unless you're going with this big swim baits and stuff like that you're you're dialing down your baits anyway so if you have a if you buy a six inch trick worm you can cut that fucker in half and run it through <laughs> three yeah <laughs> or you can start with a six inch and you can just keep biting it down until you get to four inch i mean but, I think that you'll notice when you go to Trocar, <laughs> if it hooks, if it gets to skin of fish, yeah, it's your got hookup, <laughs> your hookup to boat ratio, yeah, goes your boat ratio is, yeah, yeah, goes way up. Hooks are the most underrated, in my opinion, one of the more underrated things in terminal tackle that people don't deal with crankbaits. I mean, when you buy, unless you're buying a six cents crankbait, which by by far six cents baits in general have probably the best standard hooks on the market yeah like their shit is just on point i know some otherwise some of the strike king stuff is like a lot of the um red eye shads Mm -hmm. are coming stock out of the factory of trocars trocar trebles Mm -hmm. so yeah with the exception of some baits that come standard with some really nice terminal hey, tackle. Gamakatsus are great, too. Yeah, Gamakatsus are nice. They've got that uh, the Gamakatsu that has that... Um, damn, what 
what is that treble? I can't remember the name of it. It's that short. Um, oh yeah. God damn it. I get anyway. Uh, if I think of it, but in any case, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can't go wrong with gamakatsu. Don't go out and buy tro cars because you think that uh, it's going to make that a huge difference. It it does when you really start dialing it in. Mm-hmm. But uh, like you can get you can get going real cheap. And with drop shop stuff, you're not spending a bunch of money anyway. But yeah. if to kind of like put a cap on it mm-hmm. on drop shotting, spend your money on the rod. Yes. Spend your money on the rod because it's a finesse technique that requires feel. So Absolutely. if you're going to spend a bunch of money or if you have a budget, it's kind of like the question you have uh, – thousand dollars to spend on a rifle and your optics you buy a hundred dollar rifle and nine hundred dollar optic yeah on this if you've got a three hundred dollar budget for rod and reel combo you spend 250 bucks (laughs) on the rod and 50 bucks on the reel yeah because you need you really want that feel and you can do some research in these lineups like Dobbins Furies or whatever lineup you're deciding to go with mm-hmm. get yourself like a 703 or a 703 and that's like a multi-technique like a multi-finesse technique yeah I like 7.3 yeah for a lot of things I yeah I like 7, a 7.3 7.6 yeah. anywhere in their general purpose mm-hmm. I'm good so like in that Dobbins series it would be like a 7.33 yeah. It's going to be a seven foot three three power. Yeah. So it's going to be a medium, medium fast. Yeah. Um, in the Saint Croix and stuff like that, they do it in centimeters. So it's going to be like mm-hmm. a yeah, I don't know what eight hundred four yeah. or something like that. Anyway, or eight hundred three. <laughs> so in any case, like yeah, you want something in that seven to seven three range, yeah. probably. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Ned rig for a second. Yeah. Um, same everything's the same mm-hmm. except for it's not a drop shot uh there's a company z-man makes the little mushroom head hooks and i'm sure there's actually other, I'm, i know there's other companies that are making those little mushroom head mm-hmm. hooks now mm-hmm. they're probably better um z-man has their line of plastics that are the ned rig plastics they are the best plastics on the market, in case anyone's wondering. I hate those things. If you fucking... I, okay. If you use your mushroom head Ned rig, Ned mm-hmm. hook, with a Z-Man Ned rig or Ned plastic or whatever, yeah, and you put a little dab of super glue on it, yeah, that fucker will be on there for the entire day. It doesn't day. matter how many fish you it catch. Does, it will not break. Yeah. They have the Elastec. Elastec. Yeah. Elastec. You can stretch that three-inch plastic out to about 18 inches. Yeah. It is unfucking real. Yeah. So you will spend a little bit more for their plastics, but literally. One last you all day. Yeah. That's a good. That's I forgot to mention that. Take super glue with you because mm-hmm. that's a good, especially with the Elastec stuff, because mm-hmm. it actually melts the plastic to the um, the hook. To the head. The, the yeah. weight of the hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, the Ned Rig is just a little mushroom head. And they're super light. What are they, like 8th ounce, 16th ounce? Shit, you can go all the way to 32. 32. Yeah. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a 3-inch stick. Um, I carry 6-inch Cinco's, and I cut them in half a lot of time. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll super glue those. Yep. That's a great way to do it because Senkos from like Gamakatsu, cheap. From Yamamoto? Yamamoto, sorry. <laughs> it's the other Japanese name. Yeah. So, yeah, super inexpensive. You can just, cut them in half. Yeah, I just don't buy the, the actual Ned Rig stuff because I already have 500 Senkos in a box. Right, yeah, exactly. So, and again, if you're talking about like budgeting, you can also use that for your wacky rig stuff with a five or six inch, you know, uh, worm and you're in really good shape. Those are great baits. They've tried and true. Those fuckers have caught plenty of teener bass. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, wacky rigs, which we aren't probably going to talk about a bunch with right now, but like those, you know, that stuff. I love a wacky rig, but yeah. in the wintertime, it's just too much. It's not God, doing dude. enough. I like to use weighted hooks in my wacky rig, mm-hmm. and it's just too much. It's too fast for them in the winter. Right. So so that's a good little tip, you know. Have those. You already have them probably. Cut them in half. Use them yeah. for your Ned rig. It's pitching. Um, there's a – I mean, I, I wouldn't say I cheated, but I found some guys online that were making tungsten Ned rig setups, and they were pretty inexpensive, so I bought a bunch from them. I'm gonna try them out. I, I'll get back to you guys on it. We'll get yeah. back to you on it. But I mean, less expensive than going buying like name brand stuff. Yeah. And if you guys haven't fished a negrig before, it is the dumbest fucking thing ever. <laughs> it is the stupidest goddamn way to fish, but it fucking works. Yeah. Like, like a three-inch plastic, and the hook is in the first inch of it. Mm-hmm. So you have two inches of plastic that doesn't move. <laughs> And you literally just throw it out. Yeah. And it sits straight up. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And that's all you do. That is everything. And like for me, like every minute or two, I just take my rod and go, boop. Yeah. And just literally let it come off the bottom, like maybe two or three inches and come back down. For those of you folks that are uh, in the northern states, (laughs) it is a deadly... Yeah. Small mouth. Like a tube. Oh, my God. Yeah, tubes. We're not going to talk about those either. No. Deadly. Deadly. So, and that's kind of where the Ned Rig came from, really. The Ned Rig kind of came from back east, yeah. up north. It hit the west coast um, a few years back. and uh, Yeah. But not too long ago. It's pretty new out here. Kind of like how Drop Shot's pretty new on the east coast, relatively speaking. It's kind of interesting how some of that yeah comes about swim bait same thing swim baits is a is a west coast way of fishing yeah you if you told like some if you could find a, a tried and true bass fisherman on the east coast that's like not privy to like you know social media or media in general and you said look what i fish for bath for in california and you showed him a fucking 10 inch huddleston he's like what in the fuck are you talking yeah about? right yeah it's very it's it's very interesting yeah. So, what's next on your list there, bud? Uh, let's see. Well, let's see. Swim bait. We kind of went through that already. Want to go through the setup for swim bait? Yeah, we go sweat it's setup real, real quick. I mean, it's real quick. Buy an eight foot fucking <laughs> really fucking heavy duty rod. I am sw- I'm going to a Tranks Shimano Tranks three hundred reel. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want. Yeah, having the bigger uh, casting reel is a good deal. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Calcutta, like the, what is it? The Shimano Calcuttas. Those yep. are pretty popular for swim baiting because yeah. they're smaller, old school, uh, yeah, you like know, a traditional, casting traditional reel. casting reel. Um, I am not a fan of those at all. If my dad listens to this, he is going to fucking slap me in the face. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm I, a level wine guy. Yeah. Which is your um, casting reel that, fucking heavy. that has uh, a little device on the front that guide. runs the line. Yeah, it's, it's a line guide. And, forth and, and it level wines. Level wines. So I'm that. I'm of that camp. <laughs> yeah, when you go to buy a casting reel, don't... Uh, think it's fucking awesome when they say level wine technology mm-hmm. they all have them <laughs> right yeah absolutely so uh, i'm gonna go with that tranks 300 the other good one i think is that daiwa uh Tatula. yeah they have really like in a smaller series reel mm-hmm. they have an extremely large uh capacity for line so. that abu garcia beast yeah, that's another one. <laughs> it's like a nine o gear ratio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the new one's ten, like ten to one. The hardcore saltwater dudes that fish like mm-hmm. rockfish, like lingcod, those right. guys use those, right? Because they need to get those fuckers. And there out. is some power behind those mm-hmm. reels. Yeah, yeah. You need you need good gear ratio, and you need drag power. You need drag power, and you need some line capacity. Mm-hmm. And when you catch a fish on a 10 inch swim bait do not stop reeling yeah <laughs> don't give him anything because the weight of that swim bait is his leverage to throw right. that hook yeah so when you hook into uh, that motherfucker just keep going i'm gonna tell you my little pro tip for saving money i throw my swim baits on and my glide baits on a flipping rod mm. i carry two flipping rods um with me on the boat and i say okay i carry two heavy action rods mm-hmm. one is a seven three and one is a seven six now i'm six one so i can flip with a seven six and it's not a big deal meaning i can dip the rod down and swing it out and flip the bait in there you can pendulum it pendulum, pendulum it. the yeah. bait along right. the surface of the water because mm-hmm. i'm taller um, for somebody that's shorter, it's hard to get a longer rod to flip because you're going to be dragging water. Yeah. Um, seven foot's where you need to live there. Yeah, seven foot. <clears throat> um, but I keep both of those on the boat because a frog's probably going to be tied to one of them. Mm-hmm. Probably and that seven three. Probably that seven three. And then I'm going to be flipping with my seven six. Right. Because since I'm taller and I don't have to worry about that, I want that extra three to six inches so I have more leverage to get him up and over something or get, out of get something. the fish yeah. out of something mm-hmm. definitely because I'm closer to the fish mm-hmm. definitely so. definitely and but by my, and large or I would say by and large the the longer rods are just more powerful they're yeah. just more so my tip is especially if you're a tall dude get a seven six flipping rod and you can use that for flipping and throwing um, swim baits. Right. That's what I do. Because on my flipping rod, I run a uh, 50-pound 50 mm-hmm. braid to 20-pound fluorocarbon leader. And I'm using the Abrazex by Seaguar. 
yeah. for my flipping because it's super abrasion resistant mm-hmm. to rocks, wood, all that stuff. And uh, when I go to um, the uh, swim bait, um, sometimes I'll just leave the fluorocarbon uh, leader on and I don't run as much of a fluorocarbon leader mm-hmm. with the flipping or I might even throw a monofilament leader on. I was just about to say, um, monos, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that run straight mono yes. for their swim baits. And that's another thing with the leverage because mm-hmm. that fish is moving around and the line is stretching and yeah, giving him room with still tension. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, – and we can get into this in another podcast in terms of, like, the differences in the lines and stuff because it's – you know, that yeah. that's, like, a whole different deal. Yeah, this isn't really, like, an am- like a novice rookie yeah, podcast we're right. doing right now. We're kind of, like, talking to people that – have a general idea right and and the more you get into it the more you're gonna start buying rods and reels for specific techniques right which i think so you're getting away from multi-technique rod setups that's why i talked about like an eight footer because that eight footer is four swim baits yeah absolutely (laughs) you're tucking that motherfucker (laughs) under your armpit and you're fucking you're you're ripping you know you talk to people i feel like you talk to like a majority of people in this state in this country excuse me and they're like they're like oh yeah i like to fish i'm like oh what do you fish for whatever i catch okay you're not gonna understand what i'm talking about when i say there's a different rod for every bait Mm -hmm. you're like what yeah and you know what with the technology where it's at and and being able to go on your googler uh you can learn a shitload yeah, uh, just by going to YouTube, checking out all these dudes, these cats that are talking about this all the time. Even if you go to a site like Dobbins, um, they break down, and other rod companies. You go to those rod companies; they break down the techniques for each specific I was rod. Say, there's a lot of companies which is sweet now that like you go to like Saint Croix, for instance, mm-hmm. um, like their Mojo Bass line. Yeah, the tie, the name of the rod is what it's for. Right. They've got they got yep. the Slopping Frog, which mm-hmm. is flipping and frogging right they've got um what's the other one they got well i know they got one they got jig, the jig rod jig and worm i think is one of them right right i can't think of the names but flipping jig and they, uh, they yeah bait. they are target specific yeah so that helps specific. you guys along right so you'll start seeing that stuff and again like my swim bait setup is well actually you got me that rod it oh, was yes, that Daiwa, mm. the Tatula, yeah. and uh, and that's my swim bait rod. It's also a flipping rod. Uh, I think I am going to go with a dedicated yeah. flipping and pitching rod uh, and use that specifically for yeah. um, for swim baits. But again, if you want to go multi species, or I'm sorry, multi technique, do that seven six, and that will get you everything. You're probably not going to want to throw a ten foot or a 10 inch Huddleton on it um, because that's yeah. a pretty big bait. Yeah, I but you can absolutely throw a six yeah, and you can absolutely throw any six inch glide bait on it. Yeah. No problem. And let's face it, unless you're on a body of water that allows for a 10 inch swim bait, yeah. you, by the way, you're going to know yeah. <laughs> what we're talking about. You don't need to spend $80 on a swim bait. Yeah. You know, spend That's 25 bucks, hop it in, and, you know, it's a two ounce, one and a half, two ounce swim bait. You're good. That 7.6 is perfect. Yeah. You'll be fine. So. Yeah. Um, What's next, bud? I want to briefly talk about spoons. 
Okay. But real quick, because it's pretty. Yeah. Like um, spoon and fish is like a yo-yo. You drop it straight fucking down. Yep. And you just rip it up and let it flutter. Yeah. Generally, you're talking three it ounce, is, three quarters to an ounce. It is what saltwater guys refer to as a jig. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, yeah. So all you're doing is letting that motherfucker out till it hits the fucking bottom. And ripping as hard. And ripping as hard as, as you can. can. Yeah. Yep. And just letting it flutter. And that, what that looks like in the water is a fish dying. Yeah. If you don't have sun, it doesn't work quite as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a that's one of those baits. It's, um, you got to have some you visibility. Want yeah. You want some um, visibility in the water. And as far as rod setup for that, I would use what I consider my junk rod. Mm-hmm. My junk rod is a medium heavy uh i think it's a seven i think now it's a seven six since i snapped my seven three and a half (laughs) um (laughs) uh so it's a seven six it's a dobbins fury yep uh medium heavy uh fast action Mm -hmm. and um it's my junk rod it's a 763 i think yeah i throw uh big spinner baits on it I throw chatter baits on it, mm-hmm. swim jigs. Um, I'll even throw an actual jig on it mm-hmm. um, if it's just I'm just jigging in open water. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll flip with it too. Yeah. If I'm flipping again, not around something, it's just open water. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll throw my spoons on it, um, and I'll throw uh, crank baits if I'm cranking through grass. Because it has the backbone to rip it through the grass. Like a lipless crankbait is lipless a perfect example That's, of that. I don't throw that thing on anything else. Unless yep. unless I'm literally cranking through, again, open water, mm-hmm. then I'll throw it on my crankbait rod. Yeah. Yeah. When you're, when you're throwing a lipless, like if you can find grass and you can rip a lipless crank through it, you are going to catch... <laughs> really big fish yeah more than likely and i'm sure we're going to talk about it when we get to it with the deep cranking a little bit but i deep crank on that rod also because if you go to deep crank on our crankbait rod you're going to get the skin rattled off your arms yeah <laughs> yeah so that and that kind of brings us probably to the the final technique which would be cranking um there's another one but yeah i want to talk about jigging Okay. Oh yeah, let's do. Let's talk about jigging, jigging real first. Quick. Yeah, let's do that because we can finish with like okay. the crankbait jerkbait thing. Um, you, I, Cody loves, <laughs> loves jig fishing, and he has, he has pushed that love on me. I know it's I a love, great thing. It's we make our own jigs. We do. We make our own jigs. Um, and it's an inexpensive way to do it. Yes. Uh, and you can even. <clears throat> there's a company dirty jigs where you can buy skirts and they've got probably some of the best skirts yeah. in the business they have that uh the life life the live 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 action whatever it is live action yeah <laughs> but it's uh they've got 50 and 60 strand just do 60 yeah because yeah. the more the merrier you want that thing to open up yeah and uh yeah man it's it's a blast it's fun as hell um and again you're jigging on your flipping rod. Mm-hmm. You can throw it on a medium heavy too. Mm-hmm. I I really don't care. Like it depends. I and that I almost with jigging solely on what my rods are set up for that day. If it's winter time, I I might 
even have a jig on a medium heavy and on a heavy, just in different colors. <laughs> sure. So I don't have to tie on another one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you. Because it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Like a, a good certain medium heavy uh, rods have plenty of backbone to set a hook on, on, oh, absolutely. on a fish. Absolutely. And when you're talking about winter bass fishing, you're talking about throwing half maybe three quarter ounce jigs but probably half ounce jigs there's something to be said about the medium heavy in the winter time also because it's going to be more sensitive yeah yeah absolutely so something to be said about that mm -hmm. and you're probably going to be throwing a finesse jig which the difference in the finesse jigs i don't ever throw those i know you don't like them uh, i know i like them you throw those on spinning i like them because they're different they've got like a mame yeah <laughs> kind of i dig it um, it's something different, uh, but I mean, you could throw a football jig too. I mean, you know, football head, you know, regular, I, I wouldn't throw a swim, but like football or um, uh, stay away from the punch and stuff too. Just a flipping jig. Because I, um, because I don't like to think about it because I'm lazy, I pretty much always just use a, um, the all, all terrain jig. Yeah, so I can't like, remember what brand does that actually called all terrain, the head style. But every place that makes a jig mm -hmm. makes a jig that's like an all around jig, right? Like football jigs are not good around rocks. Mm -mm. They're good around brush. Mm -hmm. um, they're good in open small gravel banks. Um, you're talking like almost like a shovel head, right? Like is that the one you're talking about? Where like it a spade. Comes, it comes yeah. to a... Almost a point. Kind of like a... Yep. Yeah. Like a spade. Right. But... Yeah, it's a good... Not as pointy. And I basically only use those. Mm-hmm. Because... And you could use those for everything. think about it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I can use it for everything. Right. I don't want to think about it. I mean, it. you can get stupid with these things, man. You yeah. go... You could go with a... a you know, your punching jig, which And they have like, like skipping jigs, like the Arky heads. I'm mm -hmm. like, I can fucking skip my fucking all-terrain jig. Right. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the only the only time I'm really switching to another style head is if I'm going with like a swim jig. Yeah. Because that's a totally different story. Open water and yeah. it gives that and that's not wintertime. That fishing. is absolutely not wintertime. Let's talk about techniques for jigging though. Mm -hmm. Um I think that in the wintertime there's no technique that's not for any other time except that you do it slower. There's one technique that I would throw in in the winter um, that I wouldn't use any other time, and that's yo-yoing. Mm -hmm. Yo-yoing a jig, just like you would yo-yo a spoon or the rattle trap. Right. A lipless crankbait, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And that's just throwing it out, let it sit on the bottom, and ripping it up and letting it fall again. Right. I don't like to do that. Sometimes I do, but... I if think you've got suspended fish over over structure different story maybe you like that that's yeah because you want to let them see it i suppose if yeah. they're just sitting there and they're not willing to come down and get it yeah so yeah there's some there, there's a time and a place for that for sure yeah i think that in the winter time i'm basically using the same techniques though and i i'm doing like a like a drag hop yeah i mean you're literally like when you're when you're jigging in the winter you're pretty much just pulling it up and then giving it a slack, letting it sit. Yeah. And then maybe it'll hop. And then maybe like a, 
a couple Twitch pops. Pop. Pulling, you want to keep that jig. I was, gonna, I was just gonna say, especially in the winter, I think it's key to make sure that, and you'll feel it, that you have that jig's head on the ground at all times. Yeah. Don't pull fast enough that it pulls it off the bottom. Right. You want to keep it, and really, what you're trying to do is trying to stir up, yeah, stuff on the bottom. Yep. Which that all-terrain jig is designed really to do yeah. is to kind of just kind of shovel that yeah. stuff aside. Yeah. Also works really well on the grass. Yes, it does. Um, yeah. And like, it's like, you'll never be more excited for a rock than when you throw a jig. <laughs> <laughs> Cause when you're dragging that thing four, six inches at a time and letting it sit and maybe giving it a hop every once in a while and then you're dragging it and you get that tuck and you're like, that's a rock. Yeah. It's a fucking rock. Then you just give it a few shakes and make that fucking head of the jig just tick, 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 tick yeah. on the edge of that smack rock. Smack on that rock, yeah. And almost every time, what's going to happen is you're going to smack that thing against that rock, especially in the wintertime, and then let it sit for like 30 seconds and then lift your rod literally with your shoulder as you feel it go over. And as soon as you feel it break, you pop it up over it and you're getting hit right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like clockwork. Yeah. It's, well, they can't handle it. They just can't handle it. There are certain techniques that fish, that bass cannot handle. Yeah. Which maybe brings us into our last technique or, you know, one of them, which is jerk baits. <laughs> yeah. But I hate jerk baiting. I know. You don't like it. I love it. I like jerk baiting in the summer, in the springtime. If you can find a school of fish <laughs> and you can get one of those fish fired up on a jerk bait and you've got somebody else on the boat, which let's be honest, 99% of the time you have another person on the boat. Yeah. As Buckle soon as up, you partner. get, as soon as you get hit, yeah, your partner needs to throw in there. And jerk baits are so ad- like, I'm going to say they're advanced. This. Yeah. Jerk baits are an advanced technique. Because if you don't have the right setup, you will never get If they're hit. not You'll tuned right, like if that thing sits sideways, not going to work. Yeah. You have to have the right rod, the right line, and the right hooks. Yeah. Alongside the right $20 jerk bait. <laughs> I know. You got to know all if of it's those things, slow sinking or a suspending. Right. If all those things aren't lined up, you are fighting yourself the entire time. Yeah. Because you have to have a rod that when you when you jerk and let that slack out in the wintertime, especially, that bait cannot go any farther. Yeah. If you hit it and you don't bring the tip back towards the bait that bait will move out of the way. Uh-huh. It'll continue to come towards you yep. and that fish will turn and leave Yep, every fucking time. It's a weird thing, man. It's an advanced thing. You've got to know how many times to crank that reel to get it to the depth you want it at. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a slow sink to get it to the depth that just above where you want it. Right. And then you got to like, then you take some time to fish it because you got to figure out 
what they want that day. Do they want one one slap and then a minute wait and another mm-hmm. one? Do they want two slaps in 20 seconds? Mm-hmm. And it's weird. And I know you guys think like it's a fucking fish, but it's patterns, man. If you if you want to go see what we're talking about, go check out this tactical bassin on YouTube. These guys, they're really good at what they do. Yeah, and they've got some underwater footage of every technique. But if you watch their jerk bait underwater footage, you will see the fish come to that bait, stare at it, and just sit there and stare at it, Mm -hmm. and stare at it, and stare at it, and then they will pop it once or twice, and that thing just cannot handle it. Or when they jerk it wrong, (laughs) and that bait moves out of the way, that thing will just turn around and leave. Yeah. It's really crazy to watch, but it's cool to see. Yeah. So if you can now typically just run through the jerkbait real quick, um, the setup. Typically you're running like a six six rod. A topwater rod basically. Yeah, really fucking short. Because you want for the lack of better term, you you don't want the tail wagging the dog. You yeah. want that rod to do exactly what your arm's doing. Yeah. And to do that. A six three to six six is six six is like really where you want to live. Yeah, there. I think mine's a six ten, which is too much. But we're taller. Yeah, so we we can get away with it. Um, and I mean, typically like a six to seven to one reel would be. Probably. Yeah, yeah. We didn't really talk about that. We don't really gear need gear ratios. Yeah. You don't need a super expensive rod. No, because you don't need to be sensitive. What you need is a fucking fast, really fast tip. Yes. And a really fucking strong, like not really a parabolic rod, mm-hmm. which is where the rod loads up on crankbaits. It's parabolic, so it bends farther it bends down the farther rig. down the rod. the rod. Yeah. Yeah. Which keeps which keeps pressure. Pressure on the fish so that it doesn't you know unload yeah you want you want a rod that unloads quickly or more quickly i guess you yeah. say with jerkbait so um but yeah i would we would recommend doing some research lucky craft has some awesome jerk baits. mega bass if you want to spend a billion dollars yeah those fucking jerk baits are like 25 to 30 bucks i can't a piece. remember the ones that i bought last strike king strike king kvds are I mean, they're all tried. The, the, the strike kings are all tried and true. Mm-hmm. Lucky crafts, you're gonna get into lucky crafts for like ten to fifteen bucks. Which mega is, bass are thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. Mega bass are twenty five to thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah. the one tens, the one ten plus ones, those fucking things are they're just ridiculous. They're badass, but I would suggest getting into it first before you start. Yeah, spending. don't don't yeah. go buy a mega bass right off the top. So yeah. And I would say the last one would be our crankbaits, like crank deep bait. cranking. Deep yeah. cranking. Uh, I do the same thing every time. I if I'm throwing a deep crank, and I mean like, I'll I've run some fucking some thirty foot divers, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to the bottom. Mm-hmm. That's another thing is like, you have like a D10, mm-hmm. and it's a ten foot diver. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get eight feet. Yeah, if you want to really get down, throw, throw, throw your crankbaits on fluorocarbon. You right. throw, you throw, you throw floral 
and that fucker will go really fucking deep. Like for me, like if when I'm deep cranking, like if I'm in 15 feet of water, I'm throwing a 30 footer. Mm-hmm. Cause it gets down faster. Gets down super fast, which means it's in the strike zone longer. Longer. Cause those bass are sitting down there. Yeah. So you want it down as fast as you can, and then you can just fuck with it. I mean, you can mess with it. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah, Let really, those things hit shit. That's what you want to do. You're going to try What you're going to do with that is, especially like sitting on gradual uh, declines to deep water, you're going you're gonna to have the boat, or if you're on land, you're going to try to position yourself on one side of it. Mm-hmm. And cat like a point, and you're gonna cast as far as you can over that thing, get it mm-hmm. as far as possible, and crank it as fast as you can till you feel it hit the bottom. And right. as soon as you hit the bottom, now you are crawling. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, suggestion on rod would be seven to seven four, because you want to be able to launch that thing. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. I throw on a seven six. Yeah, you go seven six for sure. Uh, again, I'm gonna go back to Dobbins. I swear, um, we are not sponsored by Dobbins, but I've That's what I keep I've on. I've been drinking the Dobbins Kool Aid for yeah. a couple years now. I, th- I throw it on a medium heavy fast action because mm-hmm. if you try to throw that on anything with parabolic action, the thing is going to rattle you to pieces. Right best part about that is you can again don't have to spend a shitload of money on the rod because it's not a finesse kind of situation it's not like yeah a super sensitive uh setup believe me you know when you get fucking hit yeah uh so throw it on like uh fury the fury line has uh they have a 705 crankbait rod yeah 705 cb yeah uh if you step into the champion xp line they have a half a dozen crankbait rods right. from seven foot all the way to seven ten. Right. They all end with CB. Crankbait. Yeah. So. Yeah. You got to be careful easy. if you're going to throw it um, with deep cranking because typically the deep cranking rods are like a fast action. There's again, there's no parabolic action to it where it has a bunch of play. So you got to be careful because those deep cranks are pretty heavy most of the time. And they will throw them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, in the Champion XP line, just like the Shimano X Prize and stuff like that, like they've designed these rods, these longer rods, to be more parabolic. Yeah. Even with your big crankbait rods or your big crankbaits, so you're able to, you know, the technology's there now. Yeah. You're gonna spend some money for them, but the technology's there. So I think uh, I think the big thing with deep cranking. Um, give it, let them have some uh, drag. Yeah, absolutely. Let that work for you. Yeah, let the rod work. Let let the rod and the reel combination work. Yeah. with you, and you don't have to do a bunch of the work. Yeah, you know, like you're you're uh, you're making that fish like you're keeping the fish loaded mm-hmm. because of the rod setup and the reel with you know with the drag set with the correctly. drag set correctly. And you know, I would say my favorite crankbait stuff right now i mean man six cents yeah their crankbaits are amazing their stuff's good they're really nice um but you can't you're not ever going to go wrong with strike king nope strike king kvds they've got you know the sexy shad shit i mean that stuff's just tried and true chartreuse white and a dark color 
and we didn't really touch on colors because you know i keep it simple yeah and i know yeah. you do too you don't need 30 different colors nope. get a chartreuse that's going to be for your summertime stuff get some shiny stuff that's going to be for your wintertime stuff yeah you know or black i keep darker stuff. dark white and something that looks like fish right and that's it it's easy super simple. basically in everything right some kind of shad pattern black and white river to sea dark just brown and white. yeah river to sea just came out with a um a, well they call it the uh, wintertime uh crankbait it's the 75 millimeter smaller design but it's a deep it's the dd so uh designed by the guys at tactical bassin um it was at tackle warehouse for four hours before they sold out of everything um they'll be back in stock i'm sure um within a week or two but uh i haven't used them yet but i am going to they're pretty they look like they're pretty pretty fun so i'm yeah. i'm interested in that but again you can't those out can't get rid of or you're not going to go wrong with six cents you're not going to go wrong with lucky craft you're not going to go wrong with strike king. strike king so um and on that what are you throwing for for uh line um probably fluorocarbon yeah but you know what though if i'm throwing it on my medium heavy it's probably got a copolymer on it um yeah, we really didn't talk so, about the copolymer. I like that P-line floral clear. Yeah. I really enjoy that line. Um, it's kind of a neutral where, like, monofilament floats, fluorocarbon sinks. It kind of will just go wherever you put it. Right. Right. It's not going to do either or. Yeah. So Again, uh, a, a trick to get your crankbaits down farther is fluorocarbon. Right. Um because it sinks so you're gonna you're not gonna have that natural like resistance to going down yeah so that's a, a little trick to get those things down a little bit farther yeah and, um, uh, yeah yeah i mean probably there spend your money on the reel um yeah as opposed to your rod you don't need to spend a bunch no. of money on your rod no uh, as long as it's a semi-parabolic um with you know between like that seven and seven six range you're in good shape yeah um and you know you'll see them they all have techniques on the rods now so you can look you can do minimal research and if it says crankbait you're good i like a faster (laughs) reel too for deep diving that'll get it down quicker too yeah seven or better Mm -hmm. most of the stuff i use now is like seven three or better yeah I'm uh, been into the the Shimano DC series lately. Yeah. The new DCs, which is uh, if you haven't seen those, they're pretty awesome. The Corrado DC uh, coming in around 249, but they just came out with that SLX last year, um, and the SLX DC just came out this summer, and uh, it's 189, so it's under 200 dollars for the reel, and it's got price. the same. Uh, DC technology that's yeah. in the rest of the Shimano lineup, which if you guys don't know what that is, it's a digital yeah. um, uh, digital setup to slow down your... It's got a computer chip in it. Yeah, it's got a computer <laughs> chip in it. Sounds funky as hell when you throw it. It's like a UFO. But I have never thrown a reel and... I, I can throw that reel with no thumb at all, yeah. and I've never tangled the line. It's never nested up on me, well, ever. That's good. 
So there's something to be said for that. Pretty cool. Yep. I don't know if there's anything else. I'm sure there's plenty, but I'm sure there is. <laughs> but I'm done. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> we gave you guys a lot. If you have questions, get a hold of us. We will be yeah. more than happy to I'll talk at you. Um answer any questions or point you in the right direction. Um, Absolutely. And then when we put this out, uh, you know, any of the pictures and stuff like that, we'll yeah, we'll put links to some of the stuff yeah, that we that's use, good idea. Good um, idea. so that you guys can kind of check out what we got going on. We'll take plenty of pictures of the stuff that we have, uh, and again, you guys are welcome to ask us any questions uh, that you might have. We'll, we're we're there for you, man. Yep. So well, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Basically anywhere you can find a podcast. And thanks for all the love. Thanks for getting us into that uh, iTunes top 200, man. Top 100, 200. We're all over the place. Yeah, we, we tapped into the 100s, and, and then uh, we're hovering in that 150, 100 to 150 range, which is fucking because of you guys. And we appreciate it, man. That's fucking badass. Yeah, because there's thousands of podcasts. Literally, especially in comedy. Yeah. It's like the biggest fucking... Is that a genre? Yeah, it's a genre. Yeah, something like that. So. We appreciate it, guys. You guys are rad. And until next week. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>